Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi everyone and welcome to My Millennial Money Professional. My name is Dev Raga and I'm your host and in this episode we'll go through the concept called the bullwhip effect. You may have read about it or heard about it, particularly when it was first mentioned by Michael Burry in June 2022. Now this episode is being recorded in late 2022 and is planned for release in early 2023. So things may have changed but the concept remains the same. Let's get started. If you want me to discuss a specific topic or if you have a specific question, don't hesitate to contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. And for those of you that are new to the channel, my aims are education, empowerment and entertainment. Before we discuss the bullwhip effect, we need to understand how the supply chain dynamics works. Usually when a product is being sold on the retail shelf, that product has a distributor, a wholesaler and a manufacturer. And the sales of the product at the retail end determines the orders required for the wholesaler or distributor, which in turn determines the manufacturing numbers. So if the retail sales are relatively low, you can imagine it has a flow on upstream effect and eventually the manufacturing of that product should also be low. But all of this takes time and doesn't happen immediately. And therein lies the problem. Let's go through this step by step. Step one is suppliers. Before a product is even put together, you need suppliers. And the suppliers supply the raw products, which can be used to make the various parts required to assemble the product. An iPhone doesn't grow on trees. It requires various plastics and precious metals, which are sourced and made into the iPhone that we all use today. In fact, to manufacture one product, there may be several suppliers involved, each supplying raw materials to make a specific part of that particular product, which is then assembled to finalize the product and ready for retail sales. Let's use an example to highlight this principle. Amy is a grade 11 student and wants to sell umbrellas. Her options are to buy it wholesale and just retail it out and sell it herself, or approach a company to help manufacture an umbrella she designs. And for this, she requires supplies. What does she need? Metal, fabric, and plastics. Now, step two has three sub-steps, A, B, and C. Step 2A is the manufacturers. This is when manufacturers take the raw materials and actually make the product. And usually this process involves making several small number of samples. And those samples are then sent out to potential customers, such as Amy, in her umbrella case study. Amy then goes through those samples and revises them. And often these samples are perfected over time and eventually destroyed during the testing process. So, for example, Amy may say that the handle on the umbrella isn't perfect or the fabric isn't nice to feel. 
So once Amy approves the final design, then the manufacturing process starts. Step 2B is logistics. Now, logistics is a big topic in itself, but once a product is made, it needs to get to various destinations before making its way to the final shelf to the retail customer. There are two main ways to transport a product. Air and ship. And then within land, there's also road. To determine which one you should choose, here are some basic variables to consider. Number one, time. How fast do you need the product shipped? Number two, cost. How much are you willing to pay? And of this also means more cost to the end customer, as often these costs are often passed on. Step three, reliability. How reliable do you think the shipping process should be? For example, flight is less reliable than ships. Number four, where do you want it shipped? Planes have a lot more access to inland areas and so do roads and trains, whereas ships only have access to ports. And number five, how do they want to be charged? Often in planes, they charge per weight, whereas in ships, they charge per container or volume. Step 2C is customs. This is only an issue if buying and shipping products from overseas. You can't willy-nilly ship things internationally without port authorities and customs officials checking what is actually being shipped. And usually customs officials will inspect it and you'll need to pay some taxes. And in some cases, it's possibly cheaper to import things as parts than assemble them locally as taxes vary a lot. Cars, for example. In some countries, it's a lot easier to bring the parts in and then assemble the car in that country rather than bringing the whole car assembled due to prohibitively high taxes. Step three is distributors. The next step is to find a distributor, a wholesaler who can fulfill the orders. And Amazon is a good example of this. And they usually take a cut on the sales. They're not saints and won't do it for free. So when you buy off Amazon, Amazon doesn't actually make those things. They simply find people who sell them and fulfill those orders and take a cut from the final sales. That's pretty ingenious. And this is called FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon. Now you can find another wholesaler if you wish. They will buy the product in bulk and they'll sell it to the retailers. As you can see, Amy's umbrella is probably sitting in some port somewhere and she may choose to use FBA to sell the product to the customer. And that is you. Or she may approach a wholesaler who can buy that umbrella in bulk and then sell it on and take a bit of a cut for doing so. Step four, the final step, is the retailer. This is when eventually, after many months, the product makes its final appearance on the retail shelves for customers like you and I. It's made quite a journey until then. And Amy's dream of selling her custom-made umbrella has finally become reality. This is basically the journey products take from manufacturing to distribution to retail. Let's take a break and when we come back, let's see how the bull whip effect occurs and how this process is distorted, thereby affecting the prices you pay for products. Be right back. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. So what is the bull whip effect? Think about what happens when you crack the bull whip. You may have a small hand action and the ripple effect gets amplified more and more as the whip cracks. So the bullwhip effect in retail is when small demand side changes at the retail end become amplified when they move up the supply chain to the manufacturing end. And the end result being the distortions from retail demand to manufacturing demand are distorted and amplified. Let's use an example to highlight this phenomenon. Amy is a nurse who also runs a coffee shop as a side business. And during winter, usually she sells around 100 cups of hot chocolate per day. However, during one of the weekends, she sells 150 cups of hot chocolate for that weekend per day. This requires more hot chocolate powder, more milk, more marshmallows and more cups. And Amy mistakes this trend for a broader effect, so she orders more ingredients from her wholesalers and suppliers because she thinks this trend and demand is going to be the norm from now on. She orders more sugar, more milk, more hot chocolate powder, more cups from her suppliers. Then the distributor sees this demand and assumes the same, and they go to their manufacturers and they do the same. Now, notice how the bullwhip effect is amplified more and more at each stage of the ordering cycle. That is retail, distributors, wholesalers, and manufacturers. The problem is Amy has miscalculated her demand, but this is then applied to a broad macro sale and has huge implications to the supply chain system, as we discussed before the break. So the demand forecasts at each stage are increasingly distorted, and eventually winter is over and Amy is going to see less demand for hot chocolates. This means suddenly she will find herself with more and more supplies than what is required because there's always a lag between ordering the supplies and receiving the supplies. And that lag is what we discussed before the break in order the supply chain actually works. And eventually the distributors and wholesalers of hot chocolate products and cups will have more and more inventory to get rid of. And this means demand is low, but supply is higher than usual. So prices have to be priced accordingly and the price of hot chocolate drops. And this is how fire sales happen. So what does the bullwhip effect indicate? It means small errors in consumer demand can distort the supply chain and we can end up with more inventory than we actually need. And often the bullwhip effect can be very difficult to identify in real time because of the time lag and imperfect communication between retailers, distributors, wholesalers, manufacturers and suppliers. How can the bullwhip effect be prevented or mitigated? Now, let's use the Walmart example. One strategy to mitigate the bullwhip effect is information sharing. Information sharing should be easy, ready and live, and it should be shared across the supply chain. Using this information, companies can utilise it to adjust their ordering and inventory quickly and efficiently, and this reduces the time lag. How does Walmart do it? 
Every time a sale happens at the point of sale, information is shared from the cash register directly all the way back to headquarters. And this happens several times per day in real time. And this means a near perfect data set of customer demand. Therefore, suppose a Walmart store in California is selling a particular item at a huge rate, but it doesn't happen at other stores, then headquarters know about it. Distributors know what the demand is like, where it is, and how much it is, and they can respond to it appropriately without having to cause the bullwhip effect for the entire Walmart chain. That's actually pretty awesome and remarkable when you think about it. And several stores use the system in the 21st century. Now, if you're interested in a game which teaches you the bullwhip effect, along with the challenges of supply chain issues, Google the beer distribution game developed in the 1960s. It highlights the importance of information sharing across the supply chain in order to minimise the risk of the bullwhip effect. Now, before we finish up, I wanted to mention about this concept called vertical integration, which can be minimising the bullwhip effect. Vertical integration means a company chooses to make as many of the products in-house or part of the product in-house as possible, thereby eliminating the need to rely on outsiders. It's a very difficult task to achieve, but once achieved, can minimise costs and information sharing becomes easy as pie because you're sharing information with yourself. Now, you can see the huge advantages of doing this. Now, a company that doesn't do vertical integration really, really well is McDonald's. They rely on outside suppliers which supply products which are then used to make McDonald's products. Now, McDonald's has worked it all out. They've perfected their strategy without vertical integration. And I suspect they do this by information sharing across the board with their suppliers. But here are some other companies globally which have vertically integrated a lot of their business. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Number one, Amazon. Not only does it make its own products now, it never used to, it also sells other people's products and services. Number two is IKEA. The company actually purchased a Romanian forest in 2015 and in Alabama in 2018, which is a state in the United States. They're the largest consumer of wood products in the world and they wanted to create a sustainable chain. IKEA now controls the raw material production, manufacturing of their flat pack process and also controls the distribution of those products across its global supply chains. Number three is Netflix. In the past, they relied on outsiders to produce content for their streaming service. They kind of still do, but since 2013, they have entered into the production of content business. It can now control the type of shows it makes and also reduces the cost of those productions, which means relying less on outsiders' content, which means less royalties. Number four is Zara. Many people don't know this, but this Spanish retail outlet has thousands of stores across the world and makes its own clothes and sources its own raw materials. And number five, the biggest of them all, is Apple. Although Apple relies on outside component manufacturers quite a bit of the time, recently, have you noticed they've ditched their Intel chips for many of their MacBooks and iPads and decided to manufacture their own M2 chips? Now, this makes their laptops faster and gives them an edge over, say, Microsoft products. Now, if you haven't used an M2 chip MacBook Pro, it's insanely fast and I recommend it. So that's the bullwhip effect. That is the supply chain and that is vertical integration. And that's about it for this episode. Quite a short one. So remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or whatever platform you may be using, or just leave a five-star review on all of the platforms, that's even better, and please leave a positive review. 
The more ratings and reviews you leave, the more people get access to the podcast, so please keep them coming. My name's Dev Raga, and this is My Millennium Money Professional. And until next time, please make sure you stay safe. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 